Danny, Danny, Danny just texted me. He said, "Did you get a link from Chris?" <laughs> Text him back and Danny. say, "Eat Ugh. my dick, you stupid <laughs> piece of shit." Um, should I send him another link? Like, because I can, but I don't uh, have to. Do you, what can? Let, why don't you add? Get him on the fucking phone and let's see if he's actually going to show up. Like, why is he so? Like, why can he not figure this? <laughs> he just has to click the link. Is, All like, you it's do in the fuck, is it's click in the, the email. Link. Click like, on the link and then it's like here's the link. It was. Like, why is it at all difficult? I don't understand. It was so simple that Jeremy had to make a joke about it being confusing. (laughs) I mean, the thing is, that was actually a photo of Danny at the computer. (laughs) He is actually a horse. Okay, I'm resending it. it, He'll get the email. You don't have to resend it. Just, like, you shouldn't have to do that. No, I shouldn't have to do it, but... Okay, so, so, so I told him, yes, it's in the email, and then he wrote back... Last email I got from him said 9 or 9.30. What? That's literally the email with the link in it. It's like at the bottom of it. It's at the bottom of that email. Is the oh, link. yeah. That is the, same, that is the same email. It's the same email. And then say, you stupid piece of shit. Oh, don't worry. I'm on it. Let's, let's just start. Let's just start. And if he, if he joins, he joins. You know? I don't understand how he has a job. Like, how does he hold down a job? Are they like... Like, Danny, we're starting work today at our office. And he's like, at the office? How do I get there? It's the same office we were at yesterday, Danny. It's like, what? I don't have any email from yesterday. <laughs> My email from yesterday is just a picture of a horse. Like, I don't... Whatever. Good lord. And I just got a message from Danny saying, burp. Um, <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. All right. This is going to be a good episode. All right. This is going to be a good episode. All right. This is going to be a good episode. All right. This is going to be a good episode. All right. This is going to be a good episode. All right. All Did you guys notice that okay. I was dressed as a bear? As a what? <clears throat> as a bear. Oh, is that you? Yeah. Is that you? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought that was a bear. You're listening to Bear Friend Tea Party, a podcast about dogs, dog repair, and vintage dog restoration. 
like that. I'm Ghoulish Spectre, Christopher Winter, and I'm joined on the program tonight by Spectral Ghoul, D-Gunner Demish, Ghoulish Phantasm, Jeremy Mullis from North Carolina, and Fantastic Goat, Dr. Jonathan Bumpers. Hey. Is this, um, is... Are you going to say something about how this is the Halloween spooktacular for 2015? I mean, I think we just did. So, Jeremy, what's on the program this evening? Is that still my job? We've got a great show for you tonight. <laughs> Segment one, What Be Spookin' Ya? Uh, segment two, uh, we're going to be doing our annual spooky soundscape for 2015. <laughs> Last year's Halloween spooktacular, I don't think we actually addressed any of the topics. I think we just talked about moonwalks. Or, no, what did we talk about? Uh, piñatas. Weak-ass piñatas. We, were, were we doing this a year ago? You know, it was the same time, same thing last year uh, for our Halloween episode. The World Series was on, and I had to leave. The, in the World middle. Series of Baseball. The just World to Series of Baseball. Yeah. For the benefit of listeners, uh, the World Series of Baseball is similar to the World Series of Poker, only for baseball. Hashtag sports. <laughs> um, and segment three, we'll be doing uh, classic hip-hop albums. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper from 1988. And segment four, how many ghosts can we name? Anyway. For the benefit of listeners, this podcast is the same as it always has been. <laughs> let's go straight to um, emails. Yeah, let's, okay. Well, let's move on to listener emails, well, corrections, and addenda. We did get a couple of comments on the blog, uh, both of them from Drew Bees. In reference to episode 00021, A Gresham's Law of Cookies, uh, Drew said... I need to know, how do I make a birdhouse in seven easy steps? Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, Christopher Winter. How, uh, how to make a birdhouse in seven, okay, seven easy steps. Step one step. would be to uh, acquire some wood. Uh, step two, okay. step two, get your tools in order. You got to organize your tools. Uh, you may, you okay. may want- Yeah, alphabetical or chronological? Uh, by size. In order of in order of volume. Now, if you have size. trouble, okay, you're out of there. This is already too hard. Determining the volume of your tools, <laughs> you want to submerge them in water. Doctor Jonathan Bumpers, how do I make a birdhouse in seven easy steps? Yes, <clears throat> thank you. Uh, step one: go to the hardware store. Step two: ask that question to a guy at the hardware store or a girl. And then step three, do whatever he says or she. I'm sorry, that is only three steps. So, no, the other four steps are are are, are sit back and and uh, and open a refreshing can of, of a beverage of your choice. Okay, so that's four steps. No, so you do that four times. Ruby's also had uh, something to say about episode zero 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 three three, the Otis hypotenuse. Um, Drew said, ah, "Great episode. I listened twice." I was barfing continuously, but now I am no longer doing that. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's the. Th- I mean, the thing about our podcast is, <sighs> it's very unlikely to make you barf eternally. Well, I mean, I don't know if you could say that of the early I episodes. Think Tea Party Podcast dot com. I think <laughs> but, even, but certainly now we're we're, we're getting you know, even our strong. earliest podcast. I mean, to barf eternally, you'd have to be like a Mobius strip of vomit. Bear Friend Tea Party, you will stop barfing eventually. <laughs> Hashtag Mobius strip of vomit. <laughs> Uh, that's some good shit. Flowersindisgust.com. <laughs> Keyword, Mobius strip. Quirk. Jeremy, I have a uh, slight correction to make. This, this is maybe more of an addendum, actually. In episode 00036, Human Teeth, um, I accused famed astronaut and self-proclaimed second man on the moon, Buzz Aldrin, of having an affair with my <laughs> wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if that actually made the cut, but I did a, I did accuse him of having an affair with my wife. I've been thinking about that in the weeks since that episode. And while I do stand by my statement, I've decided that uh, I'm, maybe I'm into it. So, uh, Buzz, come by any time for, uh, you know, a steamy evening of exploration, which I've heard you're into. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, according to him. But Aldrin. <laughs> a very cool. Oh, yeah. So witty. That's wor- you know what that is? That's wordplay. That is, uh, that is, I guess that meets the definition of wordplay. Anyway, you can, you can always follow Bear Friend Tea Party on Twitter. Um, I tweet as at the real Donald Trump. You can follow D Gunnard Beamish as at the original Donald Trump 77. Jeremy Mullis of North Carolina at fake Donald Trump and Jonathan Bumpers at cute fluffy bumpers. Anyway. <laughs> so uh, in episode 00025, uh, build that machine into an anthropomorphized chair. <laughs> Great episode. Classic. Chris, Chris, y- y- you stated that Metallica guitarist Kirk Hammett was the governor of Iowa for <laughs> correct terms. Yes. <laughs> I just, I just want to give you a chance to, 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 maybe correct that. I think maybe you were confusing Kirk Hammett with Herschel Loveless, who was governor of Iowa from 1957 to I don't 1961. Wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to walk that back. But just to clarify, I didn't say that they were consecutive terms. I think that may be where the confusion lies. Didn't we already correct that? I, I don't think so. I believe we did. But so I just, I've got one other right. quick correction. Uh, it, this is in regards to episode 00031, a decorative confectionery of tiny balls. <laughs> Classic episode. Great episode. Excellent episode. Fantastic episode. <laughs> in, that, in that episode, uh, in the midst of a correction, a correction to a previous episode, 00030, <laughs> which is as yet untitled. Classic episode. Great episode. Uh, we, were, we were correcting uh, the song analysis of I Refuse to Sing Along mm-hmm. by Bert and Ernie. <laughs> and during that correction... I stated that when Mr. Hooper was killed off <laughs> on on the program Sesame Street, he was replaced by Mr. X. <laughs> I just want to correct that. He see he was actually replaced by Dr. Wiley. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and John, if I could just add, I mean, I don't want to get 
too out there, but a lot of people will argue, and I think they make a fairly persuasive case, that Mr. Hooper's death was staged. Mm. Like, just like the moon landing. Hashtag Buzz Aldrin is a fraud. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that guy. I do like that we have now corrected a correction to an episode that has not even been released yet. Alright, segment one. What be spooking ya? This is my segment. For each question, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two options, and I want you to tell me which one is spookier. What be spooking ya? Right? Uh, but you can talk them out. You don't have to just choose right away, okay? Jeremy, you're going to go first. All right. What be spooking you? Dog inexplicably starts barking at empty corner of room. Hmm. Or, That's pretty spooky. Or walking in forest. Forest noises stop all at once. What be spooking you? My gut is walking in forest. Forest noises stop. I mean, because dogs do shit like that. <laughs> and like, you know, it's probably like a bug or something. No, I think I think you're spot on. Because I think the dog thing is just kind of annoying. Because it could be like a bug, right? It just saw a bug. Or right. like maybe there was a it bug there anything. three days ago. And it's like, oh, fuck, right. there was a bug there. Oh, like, oh I smell something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I don't know shit because I'm a stupid dog. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. But the forest thing is genuinely creepy. Yeah. So you want to lock in the forest? I'm going to say walking through the forest and the noises stop. Correct! Yeah. Yeah. Right. I haven't chosen right nice. answers in advance, but I think you convinced me on that. You're right. The dog could be anything. It's, it's just not that spooky. BearFriendTeaPartyPodcast.com All right, John, you're up. Ready. I'm ready. Give it to me. <laughs> John, what be spooking you? Weird guy on the bus keeps smiling at you. Or pie becomes sentient. Well, my initial thought is uh, weird guy on the bus. Uh-huh. Uh, what did you say? Keeps smiling yeah, at me? Weird guy on the bus keeps smiling okay, at you. Okay, that is, that is spooky. Yeah. I think that that is spooky, whereas I, I, I think the pie scenario... Right. Is not so much spooky as, as just um, well, I, I, interesting, I suppose. I mean, that would really make me re-examine all my assumptions about the nature mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. universe. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. If rest this, yeah, the guy on the bus is just like, oh, that's that's kind of spooky. Yeah, I guess the pie situation is maybe more disconcerting than spooky, but they're both disconcerting. I mean, if you had just like eaten a piece of the pie, yeah. And then, like, you looked over and, like, it was apparent that the pie had just become sentient. Well, see, then I would feel guilty. But we don't know, we don't know what's going on. Like, yeah, not <laughs> enough information. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the uh, old guy on the bus. You are correct! Yes. Oh! Right! And... Your score is two. Play goes back to Jeremy. All right. Jeremy, what be spookin' ya? Puppy eats miniature ice cream cone. Okay. Or the song Walking on Sunshine. 
Oh man, this is a tough one. Was it my ice cream cone? It's not in the question, but I'm gonna say it's a miniature ice cream cone that was bought specially for the puppy. And it's a bright summer day. Like, realistically, neither of those things are terribly spooky. That's true. I, it's it's much easier for me to imagine that song spooking me. Mm. For instance, if there was, like, if that song were to start playing suddenly when I was not expecting... Or if, or if, or if, like, say... Several of your friends had recently died, and you knew that they were all listening to that song when they yeah, died. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's that would be totally spooky. spooky. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, I guess if you're gonna take it that far, like if all of my friends had died while watching a video of a puppy eating a, a little ice cream cone, maybe. Uh, Chris, I think we're gonna go with the song "I Am Walking on Sunshine." Correct. Obviously, uh, neither one of those is particularly spooky, but logically, one of them has to be slightly spookier. Right, right, so, right. Uh, and we're to our final question. It goes to John. Uh, oh, your score is currently three. Okay, hit me with it. I'm ready. I'm ready. So, John, no, hit me with it. What be sp- hit me with it? What be spooking you? No, hit me with it. The certainty of eventual death, or big hairy spider. Okay, all right. This is a tough one. That is a really hard one. I, I, now, okay, I would say, I would say the certainty of eventual death is not quite so much spooky as it is merely depressing. Mm. Spider, on the other hand, is definitely spooky. What, what, what do you think, Jeremy? Well, John, we probably should have discussed this before now, <laughs> but like when you say something spooky, do you, like are, if you're thinking of like startling. No, it's not not startling per se. I mean, it's more of a, it's more of like just a feeling of unease, right? Uh, John, I have to say, although we've been on the same side of most of these, I'm gonna have to go with the certainty of eventual death. I, I I'm gonna diverge from Jeremy on this one. Uh, the certainty of eventual death is is terrifying, mm-hmm. but I, I don't think it's I don't think that's qualitatively the same as being mm. spooky. Hmm. Like, you can be scared of something without being spooked right. by it. It's a certainty, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think inherent in calling something spooky is a feeling of uncertainty. Or, yeah. Hmm. And I think that goes against the very, hmm. you know, core of, of what you're talking well, about. Well, I mean, I think it deals with the uncertainty of when you will die. But that that wasn't how it was worded. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I, I think I'm going to have to go with the spider one. Uh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna lock that in? Yeah, lock it, lock it, lock it down. Hashtag lock it down. And you are correct. Yeah. So congratulations. Your final score is four. Thank you for playing. What be spooking you? Moving on. She looked at him and she looked at her And it was true love at first sight Well, Herman told his folks about the girl he'd found And they said, Herman, 
there must be other girls around. Cause crabs walk sideways and lobsters walk straight and I won't let you take her for your mate. That's racist. Crabs walk sideways and lobsters walk straight and I won't let you take her for your mate. Sally said, let's talk to your mom and your dad. I'll show them that crabs really aren't that bad. They turned her away when the neighbors say, and they laughed at the funny walk she had. Crabs walk sideways, lobsters walk straight, and we won't let you take her for your mate. Once again, gang! Yes, crabs walk sideways, lobsters walk straight, and we won't let you you take it for your mate. One more time now! Crabs walk sideways and lobsters walk straight and we won't let you take it for your mate. One day on the sandbar, what did Herman see? But his little old Sally walking straight as can be. He said, sweetheart, I can take you in my family. And she said, Herman. Don't you sweetheart me, though? Oh, crabs walk sideways, and lobsters walk straight, and we won't let you take her for your mate. Yes, crabs walk sideways, and lobsters walk straight, and we won't let you take her for your mate. Spooky soundscape, go! Thank <laughs> you. 
this is this is the soundscape. Okay, I'm just gonna move it in this soundscape.
Soundscape, yeah. Alright, I think we're done here. Alright! That seems like enough. And that has been Spooky Soundscape 2015. Can we we never do that again? (laughs) Hopefully everybody everybody out there, you can uh, can come out from uh, underneath the table there, ladies. Uh, (laughs) Everything's okay. Yes, ladies, he's still single. (laughs) Somehow. Bad friend, T-Party. Segment Uh, three, classic hip-hop albums. DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Take it away, John. So... This segment is uh, this segment is about the classic 1988 hip hop album "He's the DJ, I'm the Rapper" by DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh, the Fresh Prince. Uh, we'll be talking about that album during this segment. Uh, let me just let me let me just get needlessly repetitive. I'll just start off with a couple of uh, general thoughts that uh, I had about this record. Um, Okay, so for those who don't know, the word deaf appears quite a lot in this record. Um, and I thought I would just explain it for people who maybe, you know, weren't around in the 80s. Now, John, when you say deaf, you're talking about D-E-F, right? That's right, Jeremy. Could you elaborate on that? See, D-E-F, deaf, was a common slang in the 1980s. And now, it's a lot of people don't know this, but it's actually an acronym for diesel exhaust fluid. 
I actually did not Which, know that. No, I didn't know that either. That makes no sense in the context of <laughs> Def Leppard, I have to say. <laughs> uh, diesel exhaust fluid is a common emissions control additive for diesel engines that makes them more eco-friendly. Therefore, individuals are said to be deaf as a metaphor for how fresh their wraps are. Is that true? You can look that up. I, I just wanted to get that across, being that that almost every noun in every song is described as either deaf or buggin'. Bug, bug, buggin our music is too deaf. We produce hit records right and left. Daytime, nighttime, death beat. Death I was rock. trying not to listen to the words when I listened. Well, the, wor- the words are not really very good. <laughs> so, uh, 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 do you guys have any, like, initial reactions to this record? It sucks. It was terrible. I did quite enjoy the beats of DJ Jazzy Jeff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I found mm-hmm. the raps of uh, William Smith to be pretty much unbearable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have the word unbearable written in my notes. Yes, yes, that, that checks out. I, uh, yeah. I, I, did a, I listened through this today, and I did a quick track-by-track uh, track rundown. It's very brief. It might help just set the stage here. Um, uh, a Nightmare on My Street is interminable. Uh, Here We Go Again is braggy, even for a rap song. Uh, Brand New Funk is very monotonous. Time to Chill is pretty okay at first, then becomes annoying and unbearable. Uh, Charlie Mack, the first out the limo. The the title is the best thing about that song. Oh, come on. That's a great song. As We Go didn't notice that one was even a separate song until it was about to end. Uh, Parents just don't understand. That was a single. It was the first time I heard that. That one is actually, I didn't think this is possible, it was genuinely less funky than the version of that song from the season two Parks and Rec cold open in which uh, Amy Poehler sings it. The music was high, and that girl's hand was steadily moving up my thigh. She had opened up... The and then I skipped a bunch. I just couldn't listen to them all. Uh, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. Actually, pretty good. The beat isn't too monotonous. Kind of like it when Will Smith is just talking, not even trying to rap. And then I skipped a bunch more. Last one, human video game. Didn't take notes. <laughs> Chris, you, you did touch on an interesting point when you, when you said that you, uh, you skipped a whole bunch of tracks. <laughs> this is a very long album. <laughs> oh my god, is it long. Uh clocking in at, at seventy-two minutes plus, I think, and yeah. this is just this this is just the C D version. The original the the vinyl version, eighty-five minutes. <laughs> eighty-five minutes. That's far too many minutes, right? That's probably longer than a good many Will Smith movies. Now I imagine that that's that's a lot like Jeremy when you were talking about the Chronic like a year ago yeah yeah and you were talking about how like a lot of the tracks just like the rap ends but the beat keeps going for like a uh, minute yes I I assume that's what the like the vinyl versions are like they're just the beat goes on for longer well I th- I think that <laughs> I, it seems like it seems like the whole second half of this album is basically just bonus material if if you look at the track listing on the record mm-hmm. it says like the second half is like the bonus scratch disc or something see okay all right here's where we may we may get into some disagreement because i okay. think the second half of the album has some fairly strong material uh, particularly the 
the instrumental tracks that are just DJ Jazzy Jeff. The, yeah, Will Smith does rap less on it. Uh, for instance, uh, track 13, which is called Rhythm Tracks Dash House Party Style, is DJ Jazzy Jeff like doing his thing, and then Will Smith rapping over that, talking to him about his, like what he's doing. Like it's very meta. Like like he's like giving him instructions. You know, like okay, here, do this now. You know. Ah, oh, Jeff, that was deaf, man. That was deaf, but you, you did it too fast, man. You got to do it a little slower this time. Or, or maybe no music. Yeah, that's what we can do. I had a note there. I wrote, Will is acting like he's telling Jeff what to do with regards to the production of this song. But I doubt the veracity of that narrative. Right, 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 right. It's like, it's not at all believable that, that uh, uh, those things were being recorded in tandem. I do like, there, I think on like two to three tracks on this album... They do a kind of a back and forth between Will Smith, um, the Fresh Prince, and DJ Jazzy. Yeah, Jeff. and he's like, he's like, hey Jeff, hey Jeff, scratch it, scratch it, scratch it. Okay, now a quick one, Jeff. And then Jeff goes, yeah, and and I think I think Jeremy, that's a good point to touch on because I think that gets to the real heart of the album. Yeah, come on. Just general thoughts I have about the record. I d- I have a handful of of point of things that are positive i have look i have four things that are positive Bear okay. friend, I have three things that are kind of neutral and then i have four things that are negative uh, number one these these are two guys that have a great deal of admiration for each other you know and they really like they feed off of each other as artists and they get inspired by each other and especially when they're doing the back and forth thing it does really Number seem two. like they like each other, which is interesting to me because I find Will Smith insufferable. It's hard to tell whether DJ Jazzy Jeff likes Will Smith or not. It is hard to tell. Just from his scratching. Like maybe every time he's scratching, he's imagining it going, screw you. Well, I actually, and um, one thing that occurred to me was that like maybe the title of this record was partly like DJ Jazzy Jeff wanting to make sure it was clear that he was just the DJ <laughs> and, and not like the, it's a disclaimer and not the rapper right. well that, okay so that that, that kind of goes into my second point <laughs> <laughs> which is which is this is something I really like about the record I'm very impressed by how didactic the album is oh my god right yeah I, I mean and this starts with the you know the title as you said you know it's like a just so everybody knows, he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. And, and yeah. like, if you look at the cover, like, he's basically acting that out. Yeah. And, and it's he, very clear, like, who is doing what. <laughs> you, you would have no doubt. <laughs> he's the DJ, I'm the rapper. And then you, when you actually get into the, the songs, uh, nearly every song is a song about making that song. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, to be or, fair, John, the song... Here We Go Again is also a song about the last record they made. And, and why it took them That's so true. long to no, make no, this but, record. But, but okay, so like well over half the songs, I think every song except for like maybe three of them are either about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh DJ, Prince, I'm the rapper, rapper. just about DJ Jazzy oh. Jeff, but just, just about Ready Rock C, whom we haven't talked about yet. Uh, or our songs about how the song was made. <laughs> you know, it's a com- it's a common trope in, in hip-hop. Um, but it's definitely overused here. On track, my notes to track number 12, I said, He just told me that he is the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> but I already knew that from previous tracks. <laughs> <laughs> 
Let's see. That was in my positive column. <laughs> that was in your positive. <laughs> oh, okay. So here's a genuine one. I, I do like how the various samples that are used are are often incorporated into the raps. Like the rap will go like, and then we came up with this, and then James Brown will say, "Brand new funk." Oh yeah. You know that that kind of stuff. Um, that no, I and I wrote about the brand new funk. Like that song is literally about writing the song "Brand New Funk." Yes, as as is uh, "Time to Chill" and "Bump Up the Bass." <laughs> <laughs> On that one, my note was "Great beat." Please stop rapping. Okay, uh, so that was my. I think that does it for my. My positive reaction. Okay, uh, neutral comments. Uh, number one, this is a very long album. Number two, DJ Jazzy Jeff is considerably more talented than the Fresh Prince. That's something that really shines through on on some of the instrumental tracks. Um, and and kind of like so, Will Smith really ruins some some of the songs by rapping over DJ, DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> Most of these tracks, like as they started playing, I would be like, oh, this is a pretty fresh beat. Maybe this will just be an instrumental. And then, like, about 30 seconds in, when Will Smith started rapping, I'd be like, oh, no, I guess he's going to rap on this. And then I would think, like, well, maybe he won't rap that much on this one. (laughs) No, when he raps, he raps for the entire song. Yeah, oh, my God, does he? (laughs) And I kept thinking, like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe someone else will come in and rap. But, like, nope, nope, I guess he's going to rap for this entire song. No, n- nobody else raps at all except for like maybe like a phrase here or there. Like I, there's one I think it's um I think it's I think it's rhythm tracks house party style where like the entire like all the words seem to be like completely like stream of consciousness where he's like he's just talking to to DJ Jazzy Jeff and he's like hey Jeff remember how we used to do blah 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 and we play in the clubs and we and 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 then you would do this thing and and I and blah blah blah. But uh, but it's like he does that for the entire song. He's, he's either rapping about the fact that they're good rappers, or else like occasionally he'll <laughs> launch into like just some like boring anecdote. <laughs> the worst one is like in in Parents Don't Understand, where he's like tells this boring anecdote about shopping for school supplies with his mom. Yeah. No one gives a sh- fucking shit. And then, like, yeah. three quarters of the way through through the song, he says, <laughs> "Oh, pay attention. Here's the thick of the plot." <laughs> like, because he knows, like, everyone's zoned out by then. It's like, no wait. Yeah. Here, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to my point here. <laughs> anyway, well, believe it or not, that that was one of the singles. <laughs> that that is shocking. That is shocking. My yeah. notes for parents yeah. just don't understand. This is a really weird song. <laughs> of the of the two adolescent transgressions the Fresh Prince describes, one is really minor, complaining about shopping for back-to-school clothes, while the other one is comparatively pretty awful. He steals a car, he gets arrested for driving without a license, and he's also speeding. I think he says he's going 90 miles an hour. And he's also getting a handy from a 12-year-old. <laughs> On that point, I really do okay. want to emphasize that the version of Parents Just Don't Understand featured in the situation comedy Parks and Rec is far superior to the original version. 
I saw the Parks and Rec version first, and I was like, you know, that's a pretty fun song. The whole point of that cold open is that Amy Poehler's character is uncool and clearly unhip and not a good rapper as she dances around the office rapping parents just don't understand. Does she go through all 12 minutes of that song? <laughs> no, she does a far more condensed version about, you know, stealing the it's parents' car and getting arrested. It's it's aggressively uncool. And so watching it, I'm like, well, that's kind of fun. She's making fun of herself for being such a bad rapper. Unknowing, she's actually a better rapper than Will Smith. That is not hard to believe. The parents are the same, no matter time nor place. So to all you kids all across the land. No Another thing that jumped out at me about that song is that Will Smith claims the whole first half of the song is an anecdote about shopping for school supplies with his mother, right, who is uncool, right? Right. right, she has bad fashion sense. And like my reaction to that is like, okay, that's probably true. I don't give a shit, but fine. Right. Then in the second like, half, he says that he steals his father's Porsche. <laughs> and now, I'm sorry, like, if you look up Will Smith, his parents were decidedly middle class. They obviously did not actually have a Porsche. This is some shit he's just making up. Like, he's bragging that... His parents were rich? I don't know. I mean, isn't that kind of like part of the tradition of, of hip-hop? No, J- Jeremy's right, John. I mean, it, it makes me question a lot of the things he says now that you put it in that perspective. I mean, maybe he's not a super genius master rapper. Like, I had just taken that well, as <laughs> no, face I mean, value. Like, he said like, it, no, like, so uh, but, but if you will, true. If you will hear me out. If you will hear me out, sorry. The more traditional rap narrative would have been like, I came from nothing, I was right, poor, right. and then I became very rich because I'm so good at rapping. And <laughs> but like, oh, I like stole my dad's. Po- I feel like Will Smith. He doesn't even understand what the ethos of hip hop typically is. So, Will Smith well, it is notable just doesn't that, that, understand. So, so he picks up he picks up a woman on the street at the end of his block by honking at her. Yeah. <laughs> Which works. Yeah. Well, that, no, right? I mean, she's that, like, oh, okay, is that, that for me? That and he's like, yeah. yeah. Right? And then, so he's, he, he picks her up in his Porsche uh, and then he takes her to the McDonald's drive-thru. Yeah, that was weird. It's a, right? It's a weird combination of you know that Beach Boys song about the girl who steals her daddy's T-bird is she the one who Um, has fun 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 yes I believe they do have fun 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 but do they have fun 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 indefinitely or does it end at some point I I think it it may end when her daddy (laughs) takes the T-bird away in any case I don't know what I'm saying John let's move on to your next I I do want to compliment the Fresh Prince on some aspects of his rap, but I do enjoy uh, like several of the like seemingly random references that he throws in. Uh, I wrote a short list. Uh, <laughs> uh, he references the White Sox, Lando Calrissian, Rocky, Ego Waffles, Burger King, The Terminator, Fred Flintstone, Macy's. At one point, Macy's. I used to shop at Macy's, but now I shop at Gimbel's. <laughs> I don't know what Gimbel's is. It's a store. It's another department store. Oh. He does reference Mako. Do you guys remember Mako? Oh, the the car, the body shop. Yeah. When he So in, in uh, Charlie Mack, first, first off, the limo. limo. Uh, 
he says, when Charlie Mac punches you, you better get Mako. As though, like, you know, you have a dent in your face and you have to get it fixed at a collision center. With more, more note on, on Charlie Mac, I, I do think it's really interesting. So Will Smith is, like, kind of a family, has a reputation for being kind of a family-friendly rapper. Yeah. But in this song, like, the consequences of, of transgressing against against the band are pretty severe. He says that Charlie Mack will leave you, quote, decapitated, crushed in the dust. And on top of that, he steals your girlfriend. <laughs> I mean, I think that Will Smith, he probably has that reputation because he doesn't, like, cuss much. He doesn't, yeah, nev- he, doesn't he never drops an in-bomb. He doesn't talk about, like, taking drugs or selling drugs. Yeah, there's very it, little he, drug he, use It's merely, song. merely, like... Like statutory rape and <laughs> and like violence and there I mean there is like there is some misogyny there's plenty of misogyny in in uh, I think that uh, like part that of it is also like when Will Smith says it you know like right you know that it's all in good fun <laughs> okay so you know I I don't have a I don't have that much else to say about this record um, I, I will say a few negative things what I know right number one. This album does not have nearly enough Ready Rock C on it. Agree. I think Ready Rock C is, is like, kind of the heart of the group, really. When he does show up, it's the excitement is you know? He's the guy that, like, beatboxes and stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, he's a good beatboxer, too. Yeah. Um, Ready Rock, Ready Rock, Ready Rock C. So there are more than two people on this? Yeah, so apparently Ready Rock C sued them. Uh, several years so the later. title should have been like he's the DJ, I'm the rapper, I'm the rapper and that other guy, that other guy sometimes beatboxes. Beat I'm the rapper, he's the DJ, he's the beatbox. What? But I would I would put Ready Roxy up there with Buff Love. Yeah. As far as human beatboxers. Anyway, it's you know, it's fun, it's lighthearted. I think I think the strength of the record it, 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 it rests in, in the fact that they're not they like they don't take themselves too seriously when they do that kind of like you know, self-aggrandizing thing. I think it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek, at least. Hmm. Um, let's see other negative things. Um, Will Smith is not a very good rapper. I think we covered that. <laughs> uh, number three, there are too many songs about DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh He's Prince. <laughs> number four, there is far too much the Fresh Prince on this album. He raps over DJ Jazzy Jeff when he's trying to do a solo, and it's not even like good. It's like it's not even like interesting rapping. It's like it, it, hello. It's just him talking about the stupid solo. reactions. Like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, that was good. I mean, I think if DJ Jazzy Jeff and Ready Rock C put out an album, I would probably quite like it. I think that would be much. I don't know why they associated themselves with Will Smith. <laughs> Do you think? Are, are, is it that DJ Jazzy Jeff and Ready Rock C are actually that quality, or is it just that by proximity? To the Fresh Prince, they seem good in contrast. Hmm. I would say that DJ Jazzy Jeff and Ready Rock C are enjoyable to listen to. They're not like Miles Davis or something. <laughs> Harsh words. Like if someone good were rapping, I would Please be like, this is pretty good. If it was like a good rapper rapping then. Do you think that if somebody else were rapping with the same lyrics, do you think it could be better? Or do you it think... Well, it could be better. 
but that's better is different from good. Uh, yeah. So which which is a bigger problem? The lyrics or the or the performance? Uh, I mean, they're both bad. It's really it's, hard to separate. I mean, so for sometimes the lyric is just Jeffrey. Yo, Jeff. Yo, Jeffrey. Yo, quick one, Jeff. Most of the, I would say, most of these lyrics are irredeemable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a problem with his delivery, really. It's okay, a okay. little monotonous, but it's competent. Yeah, I overall, I I feel that my life even now is poorer for having listened <laughs> to this album. I didn't even listen to the whole album. I skipped about half of it. And so, I, I I feel like maybe when the sun comes up tomorrow, <laughs> it will shine slightly dimmer <laughs> for my having listened to Nightmare on My Street. Oh, oh okay. and I don't know if that's ever. You know, going we haven't talked back. about that song yet. And, I think yeah, it's and like, let's not. Like the less <laughs> said about that song, I the think better. That, I think it, that is actually a great. You know, song. it it is one of the better songs. Incorrect. In, no, no, no. Incorrect. Chris, not Chris. only is it not a great whoa, song. Whoa, shut up, shut up for a second. It okay, may not be a song. Let me just make my point. No, shut up. You're okay. wrong, and here's why. Did you notice, like, three quarters of the way through the song, that there is a phone call where yes. he's calling uh, Jazzy Jeff? I rest my case. He, he calls Jeff. He calls Jazzy Jeff. That actually happens on more than one song, but it does happen on more than one song. <laughs> but no, okay, so Nightmare on My Street, I think, is an interesting song. Did you guys know that uh, the, the Fat Boys also recorded a song about Freddy Krueger, like, the same year? Only because it came up on YouTube when I was listening to Nightmare on My Street. I just think it's kind of interesting that both of these groups wrote songs about Freddy Krueger in the same year. Well, and if I may jump in here, the Ghetto Boys album that we listened to in an <laughs> earlier episode, they had a song about Chucky. Mm. Oh, was that right? A different yeah. horror movie villain. And, and I, yeah. to me, all of those songs seem really retarded. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the Fat Boys video? Yeah, it was it was amusing. It's amazing. It's pretty good. It's pretty Freddy, good. So Freddy Krueger is in it. Yeah, and he raps. Yeah, he poorly. raps. He literally does the my name is X and I'm here to say blah 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 Freddy. yeah. Instruction. You see my name is Freddy and I'm here to say I'll rap you on the tape. Is it the actual actor? Yeah. Edward whatever. Is it? Yeah, it was. It was actually used as, as the uh, music for the closing credits. Lunda Grant, what's his name? I, um, I think it's Ed. Let's just insert it here. Don Rickles. <laughs> uh, from what I read, Nightmare on My Street was recorded maybe with with the idea that yes. it would be used for the the credits in um, I don't know Nightmare on Elm Street Four, the and Dream I guess Master. they went with. Whatever, and I guess they went with the Fat Boys song instead, maybe. And, yes. and so when the when the record came out, it you know they had to have a little disclaimer that said something like you know this song is not associated in any way with the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. So just to just to underline that this song was so bad that the producers of Nightmare on Elm Street Part 4 felt its inclusion would cheapen their film. 
and they were correct. Uh, How many more points do we have, John? Okay. There's just one other thing that I wanted to say about that song, and I think I, I think we're pretty much done. Um, and that is... Uh, oh, so if you listen to that song, Nightmare on My Street, at the end of the song... The Fresh Prince calls DJ Jazzy Jeff on the phone and warns him not to fall asleep. Yeah, right. But, okay, but DJ Jazzy Jeff says, no, I'm going to go back to bed. And, like, instantly Freddy Krueger comes and kills him. Yeah. Which is kind of weird. Like, he's obviously not asleep yet. Yeah, it would have been a much better music video if they'd had, like, 20 minutes of DJ Jazzy Jeff, like, kind of gradually falling asleep. <laughs> like, maybe he bring, whips out a book. But here's what's interesting, okay? You guys ready for this? I'm ready I'm for ready. something interesting. Ready. I'm ready. Okay, so Freddy Krueger, in the song Nightmare on My Street, <laughs> he kills DJ Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. He says... I hear that. the Fresh Prince, he says... I'm your DJ now, Princey. And this is the first track of the album. My question Mm -hmm. is, is Freddy Krueger actually the DJ for the rest of the record? No. No, I think it's actually DJ Jesse Jeff. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost certain of that. Why your audio sounds so incredibly terrible? Do you think it does? Yes! Yeah, it sounds like shit. Bad friends, you party. Okay, so, um, happy Halloween, everybody out there. Happy Halloween. In, a, in, a, in the spirit of the season, um, I'm, uh, we've decided we're going to do one of our uh, how many blank can we name, but with a Halloween theme. <laughs> So, in the spirit of spooky bullshit, we're going to play a rousing round of how many ghosts can we name. And now, let me lay some ground rules here uh, to stave off your inevitable questions. Yes, fictional ghosts are allowed. So, they can be <laughs> computer-generated ghosts, animated ghosts... Live action ghost. Mm. Can I say like the ghost of Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because he's not but dead. Also, you cannot say like the ghost of Chef Paul Prudhomme. <laughs> Celebrities, <laughs> even if they're dead, cannot be named as ghosts unless their actual ghost or their fictional representation of their actual ghost has appeared in popular media. Does does that count like if there have been what? reports of a famous person haunting uh Jesus. Yeah, that's a good one. That would count. Okay. Okay. Did All right, ready? Go. Casper the friendly ghost. One ghost. Hamlet's um, father. Two ghosts. The ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Not a ghost. The ghost of Christmas past. Patrick Swayze. The ghost. Bill Cosby from Christmas Future. Slimer from Ghostbusters. The ghost of Christmas present. The ghost of Abraham Lincoln. Nine ghosts. Beetlejuice. Did you say Jacob Marley? Eleven ghosts. All those other people in the movie Beetlejuice. Oh, Bill Cosby in the movie Ghost. Patrick Swayze. The in ghost. the movie Ghost. Ghost. 
the ghosts uh, in 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 Link's Awakening. Thirteen ghosts. Ooh, the, the evil the, ghost in the Ghostbusters you, Two. Like, it was a creepy guy in his house. Ghost. Ghost. Yeah. 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 You know, like there's a ghost. There's like a ghost. It's like an NPC. Ghost of Paul Crudon. I'm uh, Boo Radley. Uh, Boo Radley. Uh, Boo Radley was not a ghost. He was a metaphor. Oh, oh Ghost Dog. From the movie Ghost Dog. Yeah, actually, we can't name a lot of Oh, oh, the Ghost Dog uh, from the movie Cop Dog. Uh, oh, the ghosts that appear in the castles in Super oh, Mario. Oh, oh, no, no, those are called Boo. That's what I meant. Yeah. And then the Big Boo. Big Boo. Ghosts. Big Boo. The large ghost. Oh, okay. Oh, Linky. Uh, Grim, Grimace. Linky. Grimace uh, from the and, and, and Clyde. 18 ghosts. Uh, uh, the fry yeah. guys. Okay. Except for Has someone said Jesus already? The ghost of Cameron Diaz. Birdie the early bird. Dirty Harry. Moby Dick. Bruce Willis in the Die Hard. Total number of ghosts, 21. That sucked. Ugh. I think I I named a lot of ghosts provided that McDonald Land is a land of the dead. You have been listening to Bear Friend Tea Party, a part of the Flowers of Discourse podcast empire. Ooh. You can find us on iTunes or at flowersofdiscourse.com. Email us at bearfriendtyparty at iOM.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to leave us a review on iTunes and set up a Facebook fan page for us. Bye.